Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to part two of the Attacking Scrum podcast. Thank you very much indeed for downloading. Right, as you'll know, this part of the pod is myself and Dan Killett looking back at uh, a defeat again, unfortunately, but one that I think there's definitely some positives to pull out of this. So uh, coming up over the next uh, 45 minutes or so, we'll be looking back at where the game was won and lost, which players kind of stood out and impressed us, who we think is going to feature in the, in the Georgia game, and just generally what this kind of uh, this showing means in the in terms of the bigger picture, you know, how is how is this going to help Wales in uh, these crucial two years as we lead up to the to the World Cup? As I say, Dan Killick alongside me. Uh, first of all, happy birthday, Dan! Thank you very much, Jed. It was uh, yeah, good day yesterday. Watched um, watched the match down at London Welsh. Had a couple of uh, couple of ales, yeah, and then uh, made my way over to Wimbledon for a bite to eat with. Uh, with Victoria, and you've rewatched the game just to clarify, have you to brush up on your notes after one too many Peronis? Yeah, I, had to re- I did have to rewatch it. Yes, um, you know, mixture of chatting away at the at, at the club and uh, and sipping at the same time. So yeah, rewatched it, and um, I'm glad I did. <laughs> I did watch it back. Yeah. If, if only I had the same option to rewatch your dinner as well, because then you know you wouldn't need to be filled in on whether you had lamb for dinner or you did or didn't have the chips. Yeah, there was a lamb. Yeah, I, I definitely did have lamb last night, didn't I, Vic? Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. It was very tasty, very tasty. Yeah, I yeah. knew I did. Knew um, I did. Yeah, so it was, a, it was a good day. Good day. Little, little bit uh, fuzzy this morning, I must admit. I bet. Right, well, hopefully you're up to up to speed again now. Before we get on with the, the serious matter of the analysis, uh, as always, as we say at this point, uh, if you want to get in touch with us and let us know your views, which I know a lot of people did yesterday during the game, which is fantastic, you can do so uh, on Twitter, at Attack and Scrum. You can do it on Facebook or Instagram if you like. And if you'd like to leave us a review, 
uh, please do so and you can do that on iTunes and as we always say if you do that we'll make sure we uh, we read your review out right well talking to reviews then Dan how did you review or assess Wales's performance yesterday for me it was a fantastic performance we definitely changed the way in which we wanted to you know we wanted to play and talked about playing um, and you know we made it we made a couple of errors because we did go out and play this different type of game um, and against Australia, you know, if you make a few errors, they'll punish you, and that was that was pretty much the the difference for me. We, you know, quite a few errors, and uh, when we were, you know, they they just they just stepped it up, didn't they, and, and punished us when uh, when we made made a few errors. What do you reckon? Yeah, I I think fantastic is probably overstating it a little. Uh, I think it was encouraging would be the word I'd use rather than fantastic. I think it was. Certainly a sense of ambition, which we haven't really seen for a long time. You know, we said, well, you know, certainly kind of ambition to play a bit more, a bit more with ball in hand rather than just kind of crashing through the middle. So that was certainly encouraging. I thought there were some good individual performances, which I'm sure we'll get onto in a moment. And yeah, I think I think you're right. You know, errors was was it for me? I think that but, yeah, going they're, over they're kind of you're going to make them, aren't you? When when you change when you change up that much, and also with the injuries the injuries we've had, I I I was really impressed watching just watching it back how much we played. We were more creative than them. Um, it was it was a really sort of a really open fast game, and I was concerned that if we were going to go out and play. Literally the whole time, which we did from from minute one yeah. to minute eighty, we were we were tapping and going quick kicks. It was it was all action, and I think to you know yes they outscored us, but I think it was a huge sort of defensive effort, and um, I just think massively hats off to to all the players and all the coaches. Really, I thought it was a, a brilliant performance. You know, what I think was was certainly good about it, and it's it's probably been a while since we've seen this, but. I felt like the players really enjoyed playing that way. I, it almost it felt like happy, the shackles. Yeah, I think so. It felt like the shackles were were lifted a bit, mm. and we've not necessarily seen that for a while. It, a lot's been made in the past about how kind of players were chastised for making errors. You know, under the previous regime that was built around defence and you know playing the percentages. And I think actually. We're saying now that in order to win rugby games, you've got to score tries, you've got to take more risks, and I think that I think the players kind of generally enjoyed that that freedom. Do you think we prob- prob- possibly took too many risks? Yeah, I think we did undoubtedly. But and then that's also what we love, isn't it? And wanted to see. So, yeah, it is. You know, a little bit of scarlets in there. Yeah, it, playing for all over. Yeah, I mean, they're certainly it, doing that. I, I think there were things kind of you know um, early in the. In the um, in the first half, you know, you had trying to run it pretty much yeah. every every single time, and when you're making handling errors, I think that's that's what cost us. You know, it was um, name me another game where Toby Falatau has not the ball on three times. Yeah. You know, I just I just couldn't believe that like, every time I was I was kind of looking in disbelief and trying to look for a replay to go. Was that really Toby? Yeah. Just did that again, and I think that was just a freak of a game. You're not going to see. You, you know, I don't think you'll see him. Make that that many won't mistakes make that many ever game, again, really. you know. No, I yeah. think it was, you know what, it was just because of those errors, that was probably his poorest game in a Wales shirt. Mm. And he did, you know, he still got through loads of other work and the usual shift. But the standards you set for a player like Toby are so high that those kind of errors really stand out. 
Did but I, th- I think that was kind of symptomatic of, of the game. The, the key statistic for me was 16 handling errors to Wales and four to Australia, which just shows a side that I think are used to are used to playing that kind of game versus one who are trying to adapt to it. Yeah, yeah, that first half starting just six to one, just in the yeah. at the first there, wasn't it? But for me, the the errors that we made, they can they're easy things to fix. Um, and you know, set piece set piece was good. Our defensive line speed was excellent. Um, I like the way we used we used Gareth Davis sort of out wide, pushing mm. up really quickly. Um, you know, Owen Williams had a monumental game in in, in defence and looked super comfortable on the ball. So there was loads of loads of positives, and um, it was a, it was just a great game, wasn't it, for the for the fans and everyone everyone involved. I think really, yeah, it certainly was. It felt like a real exciting Test match, and. Compared like, to last year, you know? God, God, I mean, last we, year was dross, wasn't God, it? You know that was sitting in his seat then. You know? That first, um, that first game in particular, you know, we just we offered nothing. You know, it was a really we were just blown away. I think at least this time you could say, while there were individual errors, you're exactly right on the set piece because I felt like we were we looked competitive. You know, so so many times we've been so slow out of the starting blocks, and I didn't feel like we actually had that this time. I didn't feel like we were blown away like we have been in the first game. Mm. In so over so many years, we did. I think we did well to survive in the first twelve minutes. With they played such a varied game, so Foley, you know, Foley, Genia, they were they were they were up to exactly what we knew they could do. You know, playing tight, playing wide, and they had a kicking game. And our defence really held up. It, we were really tested. Um, and again, because the 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 uh, not having the combinations and mm. players not not being used, I was I was really sort of. Really delighted with uh, with all that you know all that all that we played with really, um, but yeah we we've got there's so much to there's so much to build on isn't it I think you can you can assess this game and be probably a little bit too negative can't you on the errors, um, or we can be super positive I'm in the, I'm in the super positive camp I think you're <laughs> you're a I'm certainly on more I'm certainly on more on the positive than yeah. the negative because it was just refreshing to see a sense of ambition. You know the the reality of this, as we said, was this change should have happened last year. You know that's that's when this should have begun, but it didn't, and we find ourselves here and you know playing catch up to the rest of the world. But at the same time, it's just good to see a, a Welsh side playing with playing with a sense of ambition. What about kind of individual? You've kind of touched on on Owen Williams there. Let's start with him. So assess how you how you felt his kind of. His performance at, at inside centre. He had a mighty fine game. There was a lot of pressure on him, wasn't it? The uh, the two big centres were going to come down his channel, you know, all day long. And uh, whenever they did, he he didn't just tackle them. I thought he knocked them back. Um, and when he did have the ball, he looked really comfortable. Um, and you know, he looked he looked really at ease. I thought it was a a really strong performance performance by him. Do you yeah. agree with that? I would. I I felt like there was a couple of early early jitters. You know, he kind of um, uh, he got bumped. He got bumped early on. There was a, a kind of bouncing bouncing bomb of a pass, and then after that, I think he acquitted himself really, really well. Uh, it's great to have that option in midfield. He offers a a real array of passing. You know, he's. I think he just looks like a proper distributor, and and having that as an option. Is a really, really great, um, great asset. And do you know what? I think the other thing is, as well as him as an individual putting in a fine performance, 
not many people have, have said this today in kind of much of the, the press that I've seen, but I actually thought that, that Dan Bigger looked a lot better for having him inside him. I thought that... Yeah, yeah, I thought there were some really nice touches from him. Little one-handed tip-on passes, good hands for the try. You know, he's trying new things. The crossfield kick from the penalty. Yeah. You know, that stuff, again, you know, talking about players playing with the shackles off, I think it's been a long time since you've seen Dan Bigger look that kind of... You know, we always say he's a very structured 10, and two or three years ago, that was exactly what you wanted from him. It was quite nice to see the... The kind of um, you know little shows, show and goes mm. in there. It certainly did appear, didn't it, that the coaches had said, "Look, go out and play," and that was just literally the the message, which actually killed us at times as well. Mm. But if you like with the Scarlets, isn't it? Was saying if you mix that messaging, does it then stop the way in which we want to play? So they've obviously just kept it kept it simple and said, "Go out, play from everywhere, and let's have a run at it." And uh, it was. Yeah, they looked they looked really comfortable. That's a good. I think it's a really really good point about bigger. He had a, he had, a, he had an impressive game, didn't he? He did. I, you know, I still think there were times where, and this will come in time, where he was passing it too deep. You know, and I think he's he's got to get into that mould of looking up and playing what's in front of him. You know, where you've got the forwards and the strike runners, and we've got good quick ball, and we're passing it back thirty yards, which which makes it a bit more difficult. But all in all, I, you know, I thought he went well. I think you've you touched on Gareth Davis. Uh, one thing that came up in the in the post match press conference, which Michael Checker mentioned, was that with Wales having two footballers at ten and twelve, it kind of honed the Australian defence in on them, and that in turn created a bit more room for Gareth Davis, which is definitely his strength as a as a nine is a is sniping around mm. the fringes rather than his distribution. Yeah, his distribution at times was was a little off yeah. and is also decision making at key times he's either taking the ball in and not past it and we you know there's a couple of there's a certain try at one point and we 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 called that though didn't we before before the game really going into it you see some great things from him some great bursts but when it really gets tight he just just makes those little few errors but um, a good performance but I, mean, I thought in defense he had a he had a big big game yeah he did he absolutely did what about the pack then you know, I think we we kind of said that with a lot of injuries in the pack, it was going to be a difficult and a tough a tough game up front as well as you know before you can start thinking about uh, you know about playing and spinning the ball around in the backs. How did you assess the the forwards and how they went? It was a strong, very strong performance by the pack. I think if if we didn't have um, a big you know some big plays up front, then we wouldn't have been able to play it the way in which we wanted to wanted to go because if they get front football all day long they're terrifying so massive game you know the work rate of Ken Owens it was a lot of unseen stuff I thought he was everywhere uh, wide channels mm. in tight you know you name it Rob Evans was just the Rob Evans we see at the Scarlets wasn't he straight you know straight over to, to, to Wales lovely little handling skills but did, did the hard stuff as well didn't he took the ball in and yeah uh, he did I, I thought you were right there both Evans and Owens to me they love getting their hands on the ball. They love carrying Robert. Well, you know, Rob Evans's first instinct is to look and see if there's if there's something on, which is you know really refreshing to see from a. He's smiling as well, isn't he? As yeah. he's passing, he's 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 uh, he's a character, isn't he? And, and and I tell you what, he didn't look like a player who hadn't played rugby for the best no. part of a month. Yeah, you know, he looked all, probably over a month, and he it was just September, wasn't he? Was yeah, that's right. Yeah, so he's he, you know he he's more in. remarkable. Yeah, he slotted in seamlessly. 
and and like you say, I think the set piece went well. I thought there was a ludicrous call uh, from a scrummage from um, from Glenn Jackson when we were in there in their 22 or just outside their 22 uh, I think yeah so I thought the scrum went well and the line out went well yeah line out went well yeah I mean Francis as well he had CO early on because that was a good that was a good good battle um, yeah and this this isn't a you know this isn't an Australian front row like you know we used to see in yeah. the kind of 2007 yeah. and there was a long time where you felt oh the one area you can do them is is do them in the scrummage this is a an Australian side that turned up in the World Cup and and you knew that they, you know, obviously, it almost seemed like overnight they they found out how to to scrummage when they brought Ledesma in, and you know the, those foundations have been laid, have been laid into a you know a really good side up front. So I thought I thought set piece was good. The one area that I felt we struggled uh, was was slowing the ball down, and I guess that's only natural when you're missing a Warburton, Tipperick, even Ellis Jenkins, Ollie Griffiths. You know, I thought. Josh Navidia acquitted himself really well um, in a very, very tough game. Got through bucket loads of work, but potentially you missed a proper out-and-out seven um, to lead the charge on slowing the ball down. Would you say that's fair? Yeah, that's why I would have, you know, I'd like to have seen two, you know, two sevens if we'd, uh, if, <laughs> if we'd had any sevens around. Mm. Uh, two sevens against Australia just to, you know, just to have a nullify them there. Um, but I thought Josh Navidia was all over the park he was he carried really well I think he was our most effective carrier made 18 tackles um it was an all action display from him I had a feeling he was going to go well he did but um yeah just slowing slowing that ball down is is something that is you know you're gonna you're gonna really get from from Warbs aren't you really and uh you know potentially Ollie Griffiths may have had a may have been able to help there but um what's his best position the really for you I'd say I'd say six yeah, I would. because because he can now carry. He's he's such a good carrier. Mm. Like people often, not many people pick up on the fact that he makes a lot of yards. Yeah. He's also he's 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 a destructive tackler. So I thought him and him and Shingler and Alan Wynn, what we did really well was we take two tacklers in to hold them up, and that was our way of slowing them down. So it would just it would just allow the backs to reorganise, which is really crucial because the backs were. A relatively inexperienced backline, and it just bought us some time. Bought us some time to reset, and then we go again. And I thought that was really cute play. You know, Shingler was heavily involved in those plays, um, but yeah, he was. I mean, he was he was absolutely everywhere, and he'll probably uh, we'll probably be seeing him at eight. Probably, I would have thought on uh, on on Saturday now. Well, let's um, yeah, let's take a bit of time then to have a look ahead to the Georgia game now, and what changes you would make and what changes you expect Warren Gatlin to make again post game he said that he's um, likely to ring the changes which I think is very much a, with a view to um, you know is it with a view to keeping the squad as fresh as possible ahead of the epic challenge of New Zealand so what would you do in this situation then have you got a, a starting 15 in mind yeah I have yeah I mean there's going to be changes, changes all over the park, aren't there? In in this one, the somebody that I would keep in the side that played yesterday would be Steph Evans. Okay. So I'd keep I'd keep Steph Evans there, just give him another another game, get him you know give him some more experience, um, just sort of playing at that level. Um, 
but apart from apart from that, I'd uh, I'd pretty much be ringing ringing the changes throughout. Okay. Sorry, and Navidi. And Navidi. Switching All right. Navidi, switching let's let's go. Let's go through. Let's go through your side. Then who would you have in the pack? Yeah. So I'd have. Um, this with Nicky Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Daisy. And okay. Leon, Leon Brown. Okay. I'd then go with Seb Davis at four mm-hmm. and Corey Hill. Yeah. Um, Lydia at six. Okay. Tips at seven. Navidi at eight. Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's um, and again, is this is this based on what you expect Gatlin to do, or is this what you would do if you were in charge? This is what I think. This is what I think Gatlin will do. Okay. Um, and it's a it's a hard one, really, because you wonder whether you do you want to build, you know, do you want to build a few combos, or do you ring the cha- do you, or do you ring the changes? But I'm always wary of of massive. Um, of massive kind of wholesale changes. But he but said he's going to do it, isn't he? He said he's going to do it. So, you know, you have to look at that and, it, and expect um, expect it to happen. Um, I'd have been tempted to go with Elliot D at, at Hooker. Um, what else would I have done? You know, again, I, I can see the... I was, yeah, I was tempted as well. Yeah, I can so. see the, the reasoning in bringing Lydia in for some experience in the back row. I think Tipperick needs a run out. I think against so Georgia as well. Tip, you know, um, Lydia, you know, tackling all day, yeah. you know, all day long against Some the big, uh, big lads, the big, big boys. Yeah, and he'll just get up and tack, you know, keep going, keep going, and then hopefully we can see some of his carrying game because it's going to be needed, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, we we said we need need more from from him. Um, be a big challenge for the back. Be a big challenge for our Welsh back. Undoubtedly, yeah, and and Leon Brown at tight head. You know, he said kind of obviously only a handful of games to his regional career, made his debut for the Welsh side on Saturday. And again, that you know, that is gonna be a real experience mm. if he if he does start against the Georgians uh, at Tighthead. Yeah, he'll probably uh, be having some sleepless nights about some of the scrummage in there, I would have thought, because they'll uh, that'll be uh, a real wake up call, won't it? It will indeed. Alright, what about the what about the backs then? Where are you going? There or again, where do you where do you expect Gatlin yeah, to go? Yeah, so Webb's Webb's probably going to be going to be back, isn't he? Should be all right. Um, so if he's okay, I'll go with Webb. Again, is that to get some game time? Yeah, yeah. We, we've got to we've got to see him, give him some game time, and then uh, we'll see what happens then when we for the game the week after. Uh, Priestland at ten. So keep Steph Evans at eleven. Patchell at twelve. Let's have a look, let's have a look at him. Okay. Scott Williams then comes in at thirteen. Yeah. Cuthbert at fourteen and Amos at fullback. Can I alarm you here? Yeah. I don't know if this is intentional, but I'm fairly certain you've picked exactly the same fifteen that Andy Howells predicted. Um, I know Andy well. Yeah. <laughs> Do you? No, no, no. I don't. Um, well, yeah. yeah. I, I read an article. I read an article earlier on, and off the top of my head, I think you've predicted exactly the same side. Where's Andy Howe? Do you, do you do you think it'll it'll be something similar to that? Yeah, it probably will be. I think. Um, will he go Patchell at twelve? I don't know. It's, it's been mentioned, hasn't it? It's certainly been mentioned mm. and mooted a while. You know, is he a twelve or not? I don't know. I'm not sure. I, yeah, I really rate him as a player. Personally, I'd have I'd have him in there at ten. Um, in this game? Yeah, I'm not sure what we learned by playing Priestland at. At ten, you know, I think we know what Reese Peterson's capable of. Um, 
I think if you were going to chuck Priestland in, I'd have probably done it against against Australia rather than um, rather than this game. I don't know. The you know, is we need to see if he goes well, bigger and Owen together, didn't we? Yeah, and yeah, and they'll keep that. He did um, thing is if, if Priestland goes well, is he going to oust bigger for the New Zealand game? No, I don't think he is either. No. And but so, at least yeah, I, don't it, I don't know. It gives us the opportunity, doesn't it, to see to see another a, another 10 and 12 because Gatlin said it hasn't he from the very beginning that he wants to see he wants to see a couple of different guys playing there so it's not necessarily something I would do but I just think that he'll probably end up doing it the, 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 the most important th- well the most important thing now is going to be this 13 isn't it is um, with, well it is with, yeah. with Jonathan out working on the basis that it did not look good for, for Jonathan Davis yeah, looked nasty it did you know you know, you'd expect another centre to be called up into the side, but yeah, you know, I mean, Scott Williams, you have a point to prove if he does get picked. Yeah, he will. I, do you think he'll he'll keep that thirteen shirt all the way through? Um, I'm not sure. Actually, I thought Owen Watkin showed some really nice glimpses, and to me, he he remind. I know he plays twelve for the Ospreys, but he reminds me of Jonathan Davis in the way that. He's kind of he's deceptively quick. I think he's a player who knows where the try line is. I kind of think that I think that Owen Watkin is for me probably um the front runner for the thirteen shirt against New Zealand. Do you think? I just at the moment. I think we'll have I think we'll see Scott. Do you? I do. Does I think, he need a big game against Georgia to get that, or do you think no, he's in pole position now? I think he's in pole position right now. Yeah, I think even if he has a poor game actually against Georgia, he'll still be there um, for New Zealand. And because uh, because for me, Owen, Owen Watkins, he can play thirteen, can he? But he's a twelve. Um, yeah, but I, you know, I mean, <laughs> is he any less of a thirteen than Reese Patchell is a twelve? You know what I mean? I think if yeah, you look at yeah, these yeah. combinations, then yeah. twelve but, to thirteen. I think I, for me, it's about what balance you have yeah. in the centre, rather than what number you wear on your back. But against New Zealand, though, that's the that's mm. why I just think Scott. That's that's going to be the most interesting one, yeah. now, isn't it? Um, and with because we need experience in that in that thirteen. And I think I thought Jonathan, whilst you know he didn't. He wasn't the most visible of Welsh players. Then he did. He did do a lot. He brought a lot of control and balance to the. I, I always thought he looked line. like a threat as well. Yeah. You know, there was a couple of times where he almost got almost through, got. and you know, had his ankle snagged, and um, that's a bad turn of phrase, obviously, given yeah. he's picked up an ankle injury. But you know what I mean? They yeah. they kind of got him with a last ditch tackle, um, and yeah, he wasn't. You know, it wasn't his absolute vintage best. But at the same time, you know, he always looked a threat, and you could tell that they they picked. They knew he was a danger man within yeah. the back line. Every restart seemed to go to, to Jonathan as well. I mm. think like they wanted him yeah. buried at the bottom of a ruck rather than in that back in line that causing back, yeah. problems. He brought a lot of he brought composure to our back line, I think, when we didn't often have it when Gareth, you know, Gareth's head may have gone a little bit. Obviously bigger keep, bigger keeps his cool. But um I, there was a quite a lot of maturity th- through him and it's a massive, massive blow now. Mm. Um and yeah, I I think uh, Scott will keep keep it going through, um, but uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see, won't we? And what would you be doing if if it was you? Would you be making as many changes as this, or would you be looking to keep those combinations? 
I'd like to. I'd like to see um, at least. I mean, in this, there's no, there's no, there's no combinations at all, are there? In this, oh, really? this is just almost. This is just a completely could be different side. So I'd keep. Um, I would have kept. Uh, uh, for instance, in the, I probably would have had a different. Um, I would like to have seen Liam. Liam have a goal of fifteen. Um, really, that's one that I wouldn't have entertained for this one. Actually, yeah, I'd have kept Liam. Kept Liam's away. powder dry. Yeah, you, like, you know what Liam's capable of, and yeah, I'd have I'd have kept him away. For, I'd have kept him away from this one. He's one of those players. I think you just have to have fit for New Zealand because he's an out and out match winner on his own. You know, he can create something out of nothing, and there, there might well be times in that game where you're going to need that. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. I mean, it, I just love I just love watching him with a little bit more. Uh, a little bit more time and, and, and space. But it's the same with Amos. If you give Amos space, mm. he's he's really devastating. So um yeah, I think I think that'll be the um I think it'll be something something very, very similar to you know to that side there. Win you know, Win Evans, he could he could have Nicky Nicky played well when he came on, didn't he? Win Jones. Win Jones, sorry. Win Evans is a tenor, isn't he? Uh, is singer, the, the yeah. go compare, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Um, Loose head or tight head for you to go compare, bloke. Got to be tight head, isn't it? Tight, yeah. <laughs> a tight head of old, out of the Darren Morris mould, I think. <laughs> um, but yeah, they could have had a switch around there. Nicky, Nicky played all right when he came on, didn't he? But um, yeah, I, I, I'm always a big fan of Nicky Smith. I think he had a, you know, he had a, yeah. a lot of mobility, and they did have a yellow. They did have a yellow at that. But that's something we should talk about, shouldn't it? Be the the yellow um, for all of Wales's, you know, the improvements, and we say that we're playing a new game. I think there's there's two things you can always rely on, and that's that we'll lose narrowly to Australia, and that we'll suffer some kind of white line fever during the game. Yeah, we don't any more likely scoring against a, a side with fourteen men as we do fifteen. No, it no. doesn't seem to be an advantage for us. Yeah, yeah, it's it was... it's almost like the expectation is higher. When there's fourteen, and you reckon they know they just oh we've got we've got a man up we're not going to score now. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's a bit of a Wales would be asking him to come back on, you know. Please can we have fifteen, and then uh, we we might score. Um, there was quite a lot of sort of same old same old, wasn't there? I guess throughout, but um, and I'm drifting back into the uh, um, not keeping my positive hat on here now, but um, no, I'm keeping it all positive. Right then, okay, let's um... Alan Wynne Jones. What a game! Yeah, I, I think you've, you've got to say that actually, haven't you? Is he? Um, he was absolutely superb, <sighs> epic. You know, that's the kind of that's the kind of level that you need him playing at. When he plays at that level, you feel like Wales are going to have um, are going to have a good game because everyone else just seems to up their game and, and to follow. And I feel like he, in order to compete against any of the big southern nation, uh, southern hemisphere nations, you need him playing at that level and that intensity. Yeah. Few basketball passes. The way the forwards were passing as well was great. Was great to see, wasn't it? I know we touched on touched on Rob Evans, but he, um, I think he had. Uh, what did he complete? Twelve passes, I believe, throughout the whole game, which is incredible for a for a prop. Yeah, absolutely, it is absolutely astonishing. What did um, you What did you make of the referee? Now, this is something that you know, we mentioned once quickly already. Um, a couple of contentious decisions in there. What was your assessment? I thought he had a he had a he had a good game. Really created a good game, but then um, the games uh, the games you know Wales versus Australia are always are always pretty lively, aren't they? But yeah, for me, 
Glenn Jackson did did all right. I I thought there were some strange decisions in there. Like I said, the the, the scrimmage was was bizarre. There were other times I thought he was quite consistent at the breakdown, which is which I think you're right leads to a good game. And you know he was right to penalise Hooper for multiple offences, which mm. is not the first time you see Michael yeah. Hooper um, heading off to the heading off to the bin. What about the the Kirtley Beal try though? What did you make of that? Was that a knock on? It for me, it probably was a knock on. You know, um, it's hard. It's hard to see, but it did look as if it rolled forward, and they didn't have a, they didn't have a huge look at it, did they? Which they didn't have. It, 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 I, it seemed to be. They I were, like the way Bill was taking a cheeky drop goal. I know exactly. Straight after. So he knew, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Because um, that shows. Yeah, it, it kind of speaks volumes doesn't yeah. it? when you're, yeah. you're taking a cheeky drop yeah. goal when you're. When you're in the lead and you've just scored a try and yeah. the clock's running down, you, there's no so there's never that, any need for that. You would have you would have you would have thought the video would have had, you know a longer more time it. to look at it. Yeah, um, that was some steal, though, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I, I mean, I, do that. I could not. That happened like quite almost directly in front of me, and I looked at you know I saw Steph Evans had come inside and. Hit the deck, and I was looking up, waiting to see the ball get recycled, and then just saw him running away. And my first thought, because I could hear people booing um, when he actually scored the try, my first thought was, "There's no way he's stolen that legally." Because I thought the tackle was complete. I it just kind of happened in the blink of an eye that he managed to that he managed to strip him. Yeah, Gatlin referred to it as a bit of a freak incident. Um, can you label? You know, do you label the blame at Steph Evans for that? No, I think it was that's spot on with what with what Gatlin said. You don't you don't see that very often. He was almost a you know, Paul Daniels, but he magic trick that was, wasn't it? it was, we won't see. We won't As a see, reference for the kids. Yeah, <laughs> we won't see many of them again, will we? Um, yeah, I don't know. But he does tend to do some unbelievable things on the park, and if it was going to be anyone, it would be him. So. I, I couldn't. But my eye line was. I was. I'd gone the other way. Yeah. And I was like, what on earth's happened here? I know. Um, I so this thing is it was such a key part, wasn't it, of the game? Because we were we were building nicely, slowly coming, yeah, slowly coming back into it, and it was such a momentum shift. That that was the moment that that did it. Yeah. After that, I never felt like we were yeah. we were going to get back into it, regardless of what the um, of what the scoreboard said. It just felt like that was the the moment that really kind of killed it off. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, could have been so different. Yeah, well, that's one thing I was going to ask actually, is because to me. Throughout the whole game, I never really felt like we were going to win it. And others have said the game was there for the taking. Where do you stand on that? It was there for the taking. Well, it depends on how you say it. it we, if we hadn't made... They were cuter than us, weren't they? They were smarter at key times of the game. If we played, a bit, if we played more sensibly, we wouldn't have put ourselves into, into those positions and maybe then we, 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 could have, we, we could have snuck the win. We were more creative than them. So we did play a lot of ball. We did play a lot of a lot of football, but we we made we made silly errors and things like you know everyone's talking about the exits. We were absolutely appalling at that. Yeah, um, that and that's and not, our kicking game. That's not something that that comes down to playing a new style of rugby. I think exits, whatever you're playing, you know, whether you're the barbarians, you need a good exit strategy. Yeah, Do you know but what we I mean? were still trying to play, weren't we? From 
it, you know, all we needed to do was put it out or you know punt, punt it down there, and then which we're, we're, we're trying to score a you know a wonder try, which yeah. I admire as well. But we didn't we didn't need to do it, and it put ourselves under pressure, and then we we do a silly kick or a knock on or a you know we put ourselves under undue pressure that then led to errors, and then all they need they need the slightest of a chance because they're so uh, they just punish you, won't they? Um, and they're away, and they I think they kind of. It felt a little bit to me as if they they were always they were always in control, um, and the kick the kicking game of Foley, Beal, Genya, and, and then Hodge as well. It, it just they can they can just sort of kill you off at times, can't they? And it must be so demoralising for the pack and then the backs as well. Where uh, you know we've 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 done like a really smart, clever play, you know, build some phases gone 50 metres up and then they'll we'll, we'll spill the ball up and they'll just literally punt it right back down there yeah and it's like oh right we've exerted all that all that energy and they've just literally punted it down there <laughs> do you know do you know what I find quite <laughs> quite amusing is you know a lot was made about the two giant centres that they picked and people saying oh right well you know is it actually going to be a really physical Australia given that they've got two kind of giants in the centre as Wales are trying to move away from Warren Ball. And the reality is they've just got so many ball players outside of those, outside of the centre birds that you've got ballers at 9, 10, 11 and 15. And like I said, when yeah. Hodge is popping up at first yeah. receiver or Beal is... But he can play out Sadaf. Yeah, I mean, to, to have a guy, you've got a guy on the wing that can play out, play yeah. out Sadaf centre. I mean... And that's the fundamental thing for me is I think that in Australia you are brought up to to play football and to play that way. And I think... We've moved out of that habit in the in the last ten or fifteen years, and have looked at athleticism first, which has helped us bridge the gap. Because the gulf was massive in terms of fitness and physicality for a long time, so that bit's it's happened. But I think potentially some of the onus has been lost in terms of ball playing ability at a young age, which is why we don't have the the strength and depth. And you know we're we're looking to bring in. Um, and find players who are able to, you know, have those natural ball skills to be able to do it. Whereas, for all of Australia's faults over the last however long, they never seem to struggle for, you know, for people who can who can play football. Yeah, well, something that Mark Ring's been uh, harping on about recently, isn't it? Saying that we're not. It, it starts at the very young age, and yeah. we're, we're not we're not encouraging that because they're almost seeing a different a different type of play, but. It, it looks as if we're going to be going back to that now, doesn't it? Um, and um, but yeah, just coming back to the 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 game on Saturday for me, just thinking about it now again, the forwards were immense, mm. really, because they then allowed us to play the game. And if they hadn't put in all those hits, those you know Jake Ball, Alan, Wien, you know all of them to, to to a man really, really being competitive, then we wouldn't have been able to see some of the some of the flow in rugby. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. The other thing I would say here is, again, I don't really think it's been mentioned much, but there's a hell of a lot of injuries mm. that Wales have got. And when you're saying that you, you know you don't have a monstrous amount of strength and depth, there's a lot of key players missing from that side. Obviously, we've mentioned the host of back row injuries that you've got there, but then you've also had Reese Webb missing on this occasion, and you know as, as brilliant as, as Gareth Davis is. Even in your twenty-three, whenever you don't have Reese Webb there, it's it's a blow, which is maybe something we're going to have to get used to <laughs> yeah. going forward. But um, you know, I think in the 
against the backdrop of all of those injuries, I still think that you know that they did put up a very competitive performance and much more competitive than we're used to seeing in the first game of a of an autumn series. If 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 Webb had been playing, would we have scored? Um, potentially, I, I always just think he's he's such a try threat himself. But then, I, you know, I really think he's got good service and decision making, and his decision making. I think his kicking game's great as well. You know, I think um, I really do think he's the all round he's the all round nine. And um, as well as Gareth Davis played, I still think when Webb's fit, he's the he's the best nine. Um, He's Gareth's great, isn't he? Coming off the bench and well, again, and I, yeah. tiring, you know. Um, but again, you need that game management still, don't you? I suppose even if you're coming on as a nine with 15 minutes to go, because often with us, we're never so far ahead of anyone yeah. that um, you know that uh, we can afford to let a few tries slip. But it, it's it feels harsh criticizing Gareth Davis because he put in. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not so criticizing him. I'm no, not but I mean me. Him, I mean, so, you know, yeah. He put in. He put in a massive. So much effort went into it, didn't it? Um, and he made some. He made some great runs. So, yeah, it was. It's kind of frustrating, frustrating performance, but but great. Uh, you know, great at the same time. Really. All right. What about then um, the Georgia game? Obviously, you picked the picked the the side as you expect it to to happen. What about the the game on the pitch? What are you expecting from that? Is this, you know, is this going to be another opportunity to throw the ball around? Will it be a tighter affair? Is it just going to be too difficult having made that amount of changes? What's your prediction in terms of how this game will play out? I want us to throw the ball around a lot. I want us to, I want us to really, uh, literally, license to play again. But it's got to start up front, doesn't it? As it always does. So the forwards have got to put in a huge effort. Um, you know, win those gain line collisions and then let the backs. At the backs fly it around. Um, George, they got a good win, didn't they, on the weekend against uh, Canada? Canada, yeah. Big, Have you big... seen that try? No. This is incredible. So their fullback um, kicks ahead from God knows, you know, long, long way out, and looks like he's overcooked it by a long way, but just keeps running and running <laughs> and running and running, and it's almost like those mad NRL tries, you compilations you see yeah. on Facebook and on YouTube, where he's died like just. Before it gets to the to the dead ball line, it's absolutely incredible. I'll have to have a look at that. Yeah, go and dig that one out. I'd encourage anyone to uh, to try and get hold of that one. And then finally, Dan, to finish, where does this where does this performance um, leave Wales? Is it too early to start kind of saying it's a step in the right direction ahead of ahead of the twenty nineteen World Cup, or are there enough positives in there for you to to say that this is yeah this is the start of uh, of a different Wales. Yeah, this is it's undoubtedly for me a start a start. We 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 played a lot of rugby. Um there was a real emphasis on, you know, off offloading, backs and forwards interchanging. I thought we mixed it mixed the game up well and we just played a little bit too much too much football really. And if we cut out you know, we cut out those errors, we'll be uh we'll be a real force because to to outplay um to be more creative then than Australia, one of the most creative sides, is a really big thing. It is. I'm not sure I agree with you with more creative than Australia. If I'm honest, I, I just think they were so clinical. I, you know, you can't fault clinical, yeah, Can't fault them for ambition. They but were cuter and smarter, but we I don't, we played a lot. Yeah, we did. But can you say you're more creative when they've outscored you by that number of tries? 
I'm not, I'm not sure. You know, I, I think they scored with ease, which shows that they know exactly when to go. They do, but we we didn't we didn't finish off our chances, did we? But we did play a lot of a lot a lot of a lot of rugby football. But we you know silly mistakes of playing a little bit too much, and they were they were so much smarter. They had more experience, and and it showed in in the in the key parts of the game for me. But look, you know, all in all, positive performance from Wales. Yeah. I like the way it went, but I still think that there's, you know, I, I still don't think it was, as much as I think the players enjoyed it, it didn't feel like it was, you know, the most accomplished of performances in the backs. So I still think there's a long way to go. Really, really encouraging, and hopefully we're going to see a lot more of it. But yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't have said that, that Wales were more creative than Australia. So I just think they showed, you know, even tiny little cute things that, you know, it's not necessarily a, an outrageous offload or anything like that. But Bernard Foley's kick, uh, kick through, which Halfpenny and Steph Evans tried to scramble clear, mm. and that resulted uh, that resulted in the try. Just looked, just looked so easy and so effortless for, for Australia. Yeah, that, that pass from, from Genia. From Genia. Yeah, oh. exactly. Just, but, yeah. Again, you know, that, it's really straightforward, but... You know, I still think that shows the that shows the creativity. You know, yeah. it's just about knowing the way to the try line, and they know that. Well, that was a lapse better than anyone. That was a lapse in concentration, wasn't it, on our line? You know, from probably not being well up to speed. You know, they they've had a load more games than us, haven't they? And yeah, look, we'll have to we'll we'll, we'll, we'll agree, agree to disagree, disagree on there that one. Are. All right. Yeah. Uh, dare say there'll be plenty more of that coming uh, throughout the throughout <laughs> the rest sure. of the autumn. And um, make sure you join us next week when we'll be reviewing. Uh, the Georgia game and looking ahead to the All Blacks game as well which is starting to fill me with a bit of excitement and also a bit of intrepidation as well. Are we going down? Yes, very excited to to be heading to that one. It's Out of all of the fixtures, I genuinely think going to Wales, New Zealand is my absolute favourite. Can we do it? Um... Save that for next week, is it? Um, yeah, we'll save that for next week. We'll see. Let me. Yeah, I'll. I'll have a week to to percolate yeah, on that one yeah. and watch uh, and watch Wales against Georgia, and then I'll and then I'll tell well, you. The bag of that performance, you'll be making that call. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it's like <laughs> as it gets closer to the game, my heart just starts to overall my head and go, "Yeah, this is definitely going to be the. This is the one. This is going to be the one where we finally get." That's why everyone it. keeps going, there, don't they? Just in it case, it's, it's, it's 1953. 1953. Come yeah. on. I know, long old time. But before that, as we say, we've got Wales versus Georgia, which we'll be reviewing next week. Uh, so make sure you join us for that. And let us know your thoughts as well. Were Wales more creative than Australia? Um, let us know on that one. And get in touch at Attacking Scrum on Twitter or on Facebook or Instagram. And we'll look forward to chatting to you again next week.